What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Martinez, on a Thursday, as always. 7-Eleven today. I hope everyone got their uh, free Slurpees, or is it Slushies? I don't even know what the official title is. I've never, ever liked those drinks. I don't even know if they're classified as drinks or candies or smoothies. I have never liked the icy, slurpy, slushy, none of those. I've never uh, never caught my fancy personally. So uh, if, if it's that's for you, I hope you got as much as you could possibly carry out of 7-Eleven because, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're free. You can literally just walk in and walk out with 10 metric tons of Slurpee. So at that price, that is something that I could definitely get behind. Even me, someone who does not fancy a Slurpee, Slurpee slushy, icy, what's the other one? The slush pup? That might just be a local thing. I think that's what it's called, the slush pup or the ice pup, something like that. I don't know. They're all ridiculous. I'm not a fan of any one of those. But if you are a fan, I hope you went out and got your free container. Because you're allowed to bring whatever you want. I'm pretty sure you can bring in like a gas can. Is I mean, though I hope it's void of gas at that point. But I, like you can bring in whatever you want and then walk out with that amount of slushy drink you could bring in like a blender uh your car trunk if you can remove it from the back of your car fit it into the door of 7-eleven fill that up with slushy get that out of the door and then hook it back into your car or a truck bed that would work you could fill your whole truck bed with like cherry slurpee that works uh, i'm okay with that that actually be kind of fun um fill your whole truck bed with the slurpee and then go swimming in it that would i would as disgusting as that sounds, I'm more interested in that than actually consuming it. I'd much rather swim in it. Speaking of people inserting themselves into liquids, I hope all of you have received your shipments of bath water safe and sound. Mine is still not arrived as of yet. I am more than patiently waiting for my Gamer Girl bath water. So uh, we have plenty to look forward to in both life and in this episode of the crowd noise podcast there is plenty going on we're talking slurpees we're talking bath water it's been a semi-slow week we have to kind of create our own headlines and of course we actually have real stuff going on and just like i said Kawhi leonard was going to sign on friday we're actually moving into some serious stuff now forget all the nonsense i was just spewing for the past three and a half minutes but we're actually talking sports now Kawhi Leonard signs with the Clippers conveniently Friday night, Saturday morning after last week's edition of the Crowd Noise podcast. Perfect timing, Kawhi. It could not have come at a better moment for yours truly. I was That was just perfect for me. It, it works out great with my schedule, so I'm glad he dropped the news when he did. Um, we're going to talk Kawhi to the Clippers, what that means for Kawhi, the Clippers, the Lakers. It definitely has a huge impact on them. And the rest of the National Basketball Association. I mean, it has a ripple effect across the rest of the league. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, we have some football news today. It's the first time in months. I don't know how long, but I do know a while. It's been more than a week and less than a year since the last time we've had football news. And we finally have some football news College football right around the corner. I want to say a month, maybe less than a month away. 
absolutely, definitely, we're going to have our college football preview. Duh. Um, but that will come in due time. But today we do have some NFL news. Melvin Gordon threatening to demand a trade from the Los Angeles Chargers if he does not receive uh, money in the neighborhood of Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, potentially even more than those guys. So um, we're going to talk about that. And uh, our quote of the week, as always. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, Kawhi signs with the Los Angeles Clippers, a three-year deal with an... Uh, it's a two-year contract with an option for three, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, and it's not just Kawhi Leonard. First, let me talk about just Kawhi Leonard and why this is so... This wasn't the best move for crowd noise. It was the best move for Kawhi Leonard, but it was not the best move for me personally. So I wasn't super appreciative of him signing with the Clippers, but when do I ever get what I want? So I said last week we were talking about the Kawhi Leonard. He still had not signed uh, at Thursday last week, this time one week ago. And I was saying it's he's going to sign Friday because things always happen on Friday, the day after I do my podcast, and then therefore destroying the entire show and wasting about an hour and a half of my time. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, we did the whole show saying where Kawhi should go and the pros and cons of him going to LA or staying with Toronto. And I literally said, I, I literally said, he's not going to the Clippers. He's just not going to the Clippers. And lo and behold, he signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. So it was a rough week for crowd noise last week. It was not the best case scenario for me. One, I missed the news. So my predictions were wrong. Uh, and then two, I literally said he's not going to the team that he definitely went to. So that was pretty rough uh, in itself also. And here's the reason why I said he was not going to the Clippers. Kawhi to the Los Angeles Clippers by himself. Makes the Clippers better? Yes. Does it make them title contenders? Sure. They'd probably probably be the last team in that conversation. You'd have the Lakers, the Sixers, the Bucks, right? Um, and then you maybe the Nets, not, maybe not even really them. You'd put the Clippers in that bottom tier of that championship group. And maybe they'd still be better than the Lakers, even with just Kawhi by himself. But I think... LeBron and AD, I'd have to favor that over just Kawhi and Patrick Beverly. So it would probably be the Lakers, the Bucks, the the Clippers, and then the Sixers in that order, right? Just with Kawhi. And so I said, just stay in Toronto. It's the perfect city built for Kawhi. You already won a title. And honestly, Kawhi by himself on the Raptors may be a better team than Kawhi by himself on the Clippers. So I said he's not going to the Clippers. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of airline fuel. Just stay in Toronto. And then Friday night, Saturday morning happened. Depending on your time zone, it could have been Friday night or it could have been Saturday morning. I believe it was roughly 11 o'clock Pacific time, which would be local for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Obviously signing with the Clippers. What does that make that? One, two in the morning, East Coast time. So, it de- I mean, depending on where you were, it was either Friday or Saturday. I'm always going to lean towards, well, local time. Pacific it was Friday. So, I mean, technically I was right on that mark. He did sign on Friday. Um, 
Not only do the Los Angeles Clippers bring in Kawhi Leonard, they managed to steal the Declaration of Independence, a la Nicolas Cage, and trade for Paul George. And this infuriated me. Where in the world did that come from? There was absolutely no rumblings of that trade. No suspicion of that trade. No room. Zero. That came out of absolutely nowhere. Not just Paul George teaming up with Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George being traded by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Arguably, and probably not even arguably, their best player on the team. Traded him away. A guy that who was under contract. He, this wasn't the last year under his deal. He had two years left, three years left on his deal. He wasn't going anywhere. And the Oklahoma City Thunder hands him away to Jerry West and the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, after all this earthquake of NBA news, it all came down late night. It was, it was insane. Just one report after another just bombshells left and right one after another it was it was crazy my phone was blowing up I couldn't believe I was looking at my phone and my jaw was literally dropped I hate that phrase because it's a dumb cliche phrase but I was literally jaw dropped when all of this was going down and I actually saw the Kawhi news first now sometimes the Bleacher Report notifications don't always come out at the same time sometimes they don't actually come out in order so I found out on Twitter, I was just on Twitter, you know, refreshing, looking around, seeing, going through my timeline, and it said, breaking news, Kawhi to the Clippers. And I said, oh my goodness, he did it. And so I went into the replies section to see what everyone else thought. And I, I'm kind of interested in the comment section in Bleacher Report. They're pretty funny sometimes. So I went down there to see what everyone else thought. And the first one I saw is NPG2. And I said, what the heck is this guy talking about? And so I kept scrolling. I thought he was just a, a, an income poop. I just did, thought he didn't know what he was talking about. I said, in my head, no, Paul George was going to go to L.A. two years ago, but he signed with Oklahoma City. This guy's he's crawling. He was frozen in time. He just came out of a coma. So I kept scrolling. Another guy said, Kawhi and PG, eye emoji. And if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the eye emoji, it means, well, basically, look out. Like, don't, I mean, be ready for this team, I guess. It's it's a pretty obnoxious uh, term, but yeah, eye emoji. And I said, what the heck is everyone talking about? And everyone was talking about, everyone was saying Kawhi PG, Kawhi PG. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So I, tr- I went to Adrian Wojnarowski, to his profile, refreshed it. And there still was no tweet about him, going about anything Paul George. Oh, no, excuse me, I, backwards. I went to Google first, which was my mistake. I don't know why I decided to go to Google rather than Adrian Wojnarowski. And I Googled Paul George and I went to the news tab. Because if you just Google Paul George, it's just going to be his Wikipedia page or whatever. So I went to the news to get the most recent news. There was nothing there. And I said, what the heck is everyone talking about? And I still hadn't got a notification at that point. And I go back to Twitter. I go to Adrian Wojnarowski, I refresh. And then it literally comes up like 20 seconds ago. Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers. And I, my jaw dropped. That was the point where my jaw dropped. I could not believe. Not only did Kawhi Leonard find, get the team that he wanted, obviously, but find a way to swindle, and not just him, but Jerry West as well, find a way to swindle an entire franchise and shake the entire 
National Basketball Association. And in an instant, create the best roster in basketball. The Los Angeles Clippers are the best team in basketball, and it's not even a debate. Are there teams that will challenge them? Yes, and we will get to that in a second. But as of right now, and as of this season, they are the best team in the National Basketball Association. It's not even close. Well, it's, they're not the Golden State Warriors in the sense that there's no hope in beating them. But they are the best team and they are the definitive favorite. And come basketball preview 2019-2020, whenever that Crowd Noise episode drops, they will probably be the favorite and the pick to win the championship. Just like that. By adding Kawhi Leonard, but what no one else is talking about is the Paul George move. That's almost more impressive than landing Kawhi Leonard for the Los Angeles Clippers. The fact that they were able to take Paul George away from the Thunder for essentially nothing. A bunch of draft picks and Danilo Gallinari. They were able to exchange, and they're not going to have a draft pick from now until 2040, but I don't think they're going to worry about that because they're going to be relevant from now until about 2040 anyway. So the draft picks, are they're about meaningless. The better you are, the less valuable your draft picks are. That's the reason I said the Lakers won the Anthony Davis trade. I don't care how many first-round draft picks you give away. And actually, for the Clippers, none of them were protected. And it doesn't matter because you're able, in an instant, in one phone call, create the best team in the league. So I, the, the Clippers just completely swindled the Thunder. It's not, even, it's not even funny. And now they've set a whole ripple effect. Now Russell Westbrook's on the market as well. The Thunder are immediately irrelevant, are heading their way to be the worst franchise in the league, because not only, not only are they not going to have Paul George, now they're going to lose Russell Westbrook too in the span of two weeks. It's unbelievable. And then another Woj bomb, or well, it wasn't even really a bomb, it was a report on the Woj bomb. Kawhi Leonard had been recruiting Paul George to the Clippers for, quote, weeks. And that means absolutely nothing. Because Paul George is under contract. He was not a free agent this year. Kawhi Leonard would have had a better chance of recruiting Michael Jordan out of retirement than recruiting Paul George to the Clippers because the Thunder had absolutely no reason to trade Paul George. Even if you felt Paul... And there's more to this story because of that. There, even if Paul George did want out of Oklahoma City... There was no incentive in trading him away now and starting the rebuild right now. We got to get it going absolutely right now. There's no sign that this draft class is going to be as exciting or as deep as this past, uh, previous draft class, uh, Zion, RJ, John Morant, or draft class of two years ago, uh, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Laurie Markinen. Right, Laurie Markinen? Yeah. You know, that was a very deep draft class. A lot of great players in that class. Dennis Smith Jr., another one who we, I don't think we've seen full potential. So there was absolutely zero incentive for the Thunder to blow it up right now. Immediately, let's get it done right now. Paul George, you're gone. See ya. Russell Westbrook, you're next. Out the door. It was unbelievable. The Clippers were able to pull this off. Kawhi Leonard, positive. Makes you better. Are you the favorites? I would say probably not, but close. And then you trade for Paul George. Within the hour, 
yeah, now you're the favorites and you're the best team in basketball. Unbelievable starting lineup. Best defensive team in the league, hands down. That goes without saying. The Clippers are the best defensive team in the league. And I would go as far as to say, I'm not going to call them the best defensive team ever because that would be borderline blasphemous. I will say they are the best defensive team since the 96 Bulls, top to bottom. And you look at the starting lineup, Patrick Beverly, defensive juggernaut. Paul George, second best defensive player in the league. Kawhi Leonard, the best defensive player in the league. Montrez Harrell, Dennis Rodman 2.0. He's really raw. He's kind of uh, the, the Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman mold. You know, stretch four, can guard basically any position he wants. Not very skilled offensively, but you'll take what he gives you defensively. It does not outweigh how little... He gives you offensively, and you're not worried about Montrezl Harrell scoring because you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to shoulder the offensive load. Oh, and by the way, they have Lou Williams coming off the bench as well. A, a professional bucket getter. You're not worried about Montrezl Harrell's uh, offensive output. And then center, whoever they want. It looks like right now it'd be Avita Zubats as their starting center. Who cares? <laughs> They're the top of this lineup. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard is good enough, and the depth of this lineup. They kept majority of their bench. And I say majority, like 90% of their bench. The one player they shipped out, Danilo Gallinari. And he was not going to be a vital... You take that, you get rid of him in a heartbeat because the return is Paul George. So they're not missing much from losing Danilo Gallinari. And Ivica Zubac is not going to have the weight on his shoulders to carry this team offensively or defensively for that matter. He'll be fine as a starter. The Los Angeles Clippers made unthinkable moves. I mean, you wouldn't imagine not only landing Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George in the same night. It's unbelievable what they have done. They are the best team in basketball. And what happens now to the rest of the league? The conversation is a lot different with Kawhi and Paul George than it would have been with just Kawhi Leonard. What does this do to the Los Angeles Lakers? Now who are not only inferior to the Clippers because they landed Ka uh, Kawhi Leonard, you lose out on that sweepstakes. So that has its uh, consequences as well because the Lakers waited for Kawhi Leonard. They missed out on some of the premier, <laughs> premier bench guys, I guess, for lack of a better term, which is a risk they needed to take. Let's give credit where credit is due to Los Angeles Lakers. They put themselves in position to even be considered for the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes by acquiring Anthony Davis. Another move that I love because, again, draft picks, who cares? When you're going to be that good, your draft picks, are they're, they're worthless anyway. So, I mean, I don't hate that move. In fact, I, I love that move, Anthony Davis to the Lakers. It's Shaq and Kobe 2.0, LeBron and AD. I can't wait to watch them play. But they are the inferior team in Los Angeles right now. I don't care... And here's what's bugging me, too. Uh, this is kind of a personal story. I just want to talk basketball with someone. I really wish there was someone on this earth who I could just talk about the Lakers and actually talk basketball. I don't care the 16 titles. I don't care how many Hall of Famers you have. I, the Clippers are better, okay? 
Bottom line, point period blank. They are the best team, not only in Los Angeles, but in the National Basketball Association are the Los Angeles Clippers. I don't care how 16 championships, because that's not going to factor into how you do this season. It's just not, okay? So shut up. Stop talking about what the Lakers have done and start talking about what the Lakers need to do because I'm sick of hearing about everything, the, Lake, the history of the Lakers. You sound like Dallas Cowboys fans, honestly, talking about everything that happened in the 90s and before that. I'm so sick of it. Stop talking about what's happened. Let's talk basketball, okay? And will the Lakers be good? Absolutely. They're going to be contenders right next to the Clippers, but they are not better than the Los Angeles Clippers. Get that out of your head right now because it's absolutely not true. I'm so sick about hearing that. That's my personal rant. Now let's get back to the, the crowd noise. That was just a me thing. Steven, I'm just so sick of hearing oh, 16 titles. The Clippers are never going to win. If, you, if that's really what you think, that you don't know basketball and you're really not that intelligent because the Clippers are a force to be reckoned with. And it's really not true basketball fans. It's more Lakers-specific fans. If you're a basketball fan, you know the Clippers are the best team of basketball. It's really those, those Laker fans with the hydraulics in their cars and the Chuck Taylors with the, high, the, you know, the knee-high socks coming in. Those are the guys who are saying, you know, I'm just sick of them. I'm sick of talking to those guys. So that's just a personal story. Uh, for me. But what does this mean for the Los Angeles Lakers from a basketball standpoint? This hurts them a lot. It does because you miss out on Kawhi Leonard. And like I said, it was a risk they had to take. Kawhi Leonard is that great of a player where he's worth the consequences of not landing Kawhi Leonard. And they filled out their roster pretty quickly after that. They got some good pieces. Uh, Quinn Cook, um, I got to look at the rest of the now off the top of my head. I can't remember who they brought in just like that. that's how good their moves were, uh, but they brought in a lot. Danny Green. Come on. They brought in Danny Green, uh, Quinn Cook. They made sure they did not make the same mistake last year. They brought in plenty of shooting. So they will have depth this year and shooting. They will have scores off the bench and they will have the pieces that complement LeBron uh, specifically. And they were able to land after Kawhi Leonard, quote unquote, the best player on the market left into Marcus Cousins. I don't hate the deal because it's a one-year minimum deal. But let's pump the brakes a little bit. You're not getting DeMarcus Cousins out of Sacramento. You're getting DeMarcus Cousins coming off of a quad, coming off of an Achilles tear. And he looked in those NBA finals like a shell of himself. He had a good game too. He had a really good game, too, for the Golden State Warriors. And then after that, he just disappeared. It looked like he ran out of gas, honestly. He just was not conditioned. Um, so maybe that's a simple fix. You have all offseason to get into shape, you know, work out with your guys, LeBron, AD, Kuz, the rest of the team, um, and get back into shape. And he's likely to start opening day for the Lakers. I would say more than likely, it doesn't matter what kind of shape, he in or shape he's in or how good he is, you know, compared to his younger self. I suspect DeMarcus Cousins will be in the starting lineup in the first game of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's really where you're going to have to win against the Clippers, specifically if you're the Lakers, uh, with your big men. Because Evita Zubats, he's a solid young player. He is not Anthony Davis. Okay, Montrezl Harrell, a solid young player, very good defender. If DeMarcus Cousins is fully healthy, he is not DeMarcus Cousins. So that is where you're going to have to win uh, in the post, down low, kind of 2000s basketball for the Lakers because you're not going to win it with your wings. Obviously, you have LeBron. They have Kawhi Leonard. Now, it's not night and day. Kawhi Leonard's better than LeBron James. Um, but there are some questions around LeBron James right now, specifically about 
age. Okay, so you're, that's kind of a we'll we'll call that one a tie. But Paul George, Kyle Kuzma, I'm taking Paul George. Uh, point guards, here's where things get interesting because LeBron James is set to be the point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, not Rajon Rondo. Um, if it was between Rondo and Patrick Beverly, I would lean towards Patrick Beverly. Now, if it's between Patrick Beverly and LeBron James, obviously I'm choosing LeBron James. What is left to be yet to be seen is who will be guarding who. Will LeBron be guarding Patrick Beverly and vice versa, or will LeBron be guarding Kawhi Leonard and vice versa? And therefore, who is guarding Patrick Beverly? Likely Danny Green, I would assume. Um, it, there's a lot that's left to be seen with this Laker and Clipper I guess, reborn rivalry. It's going to make for very fun basketball to watch. But for the meantime, right now the Clippers are are the better team in Los Angeles. Can the Lakers beat them in a seven-game series? Yes, because they have LeBron James. Will they be the favorites? Absolutely not. Should they be the favorites? Absolutely not. The Clippers are much deeper and much younger than the Los Angeles Lakers. Even now, the Clippers retain the deepest bench, the highest scoring bench in the NBA while adding two of the best defensive wings in the game of basketball. And the Lakers answered that with question mark DeMarcus Cousins, right? Question mark Quinn Cook. Is he, I mean, he was a good player for Golden State, but he did not have the role that he's going to have to assume with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Clippers are the better team, point blank period point period blank however you want to say it the Clippers are better it will make for very interesting basketball but I would have to say the Clippers are the better team I've said it like 50 times just in these 25 minutes because it's true and a lot of people don't seem to assume that which is kind of it's very confusing because it's very obvious that the Clippers are the better team not just in the Lakers but in basketball they are the best team in the NBA they're better than the Bucks. They're better than the Sixers. They're better than the Lakers. They're better than the Nuggets. Any, any team you throw out there, the Clippers are going to dominate. Because of their length and their depth, Kawhi Leonard can still rest 20-plus games in the season and still probably insert himself into the MVP conversation. Paul George, the same thing. This is a perfect opportunity for him to redeem himself. Struggled during the playoffs as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's going to be weight taken off of his shoulders because he has so much depth he won't be asked to score 30 a night just to be just to have a chance for his team to win it's going to be hard if he scores 30 points the Clippers are winning just because of how good they're going to be defensively if either one Kawhi or Paul Paul George scores 30 points the game is over because you're not going to be able to answer that with another 40 of your own from another player or 30 or a triple double it's it's not possible because the Clippers are so good defensively and so deep they come at you in waves one lineup after another and as soon as you start think as soon as you think you're about to start wearing them down and you make a run their starters come right back in and shut that down immediately so it's going to be very fun from a basketball standpoint the center of the basketball universe right now is in Los Angeles in Staples Center I could not be more ecstatic about that but only time will tell how things will actually play out this season Specifically for the Lakers. I know what to expect from the Clippers. The biggest question mark in the league, though, are the Los Angeles Lakers. Now moving on to a completely different sport entirely. It's our first football story in months. I don't even know how long it's been since we were able to talk 
football in general. I mean, Arena Football League, the Canadian Football League, the AAF, the college football. I mean, we haven't had any football in, I think, since February. I don't think we've talked any football since the Super Bowl. So what is that? February, March, April, May, June, July. Five months it's been just pure basketball. And we love basketball, but there hasn't been much parody in the Crowd Noise podcast until now. And is this story national news like we normally have on crowd noise no not necessarily but i'm going to be transparent with you it's been somewhat of a slow week okay in the sports world you got to manufacture some stories sometimes i'm gonna let you in on a little secret ladies and gentlemen not everything they talk about on sports center they care about okay even as much as they love sports as knowledgeable as knowledgeable as they are they talk about some garbage sometimes intentionally because they have to put out an hour show kind of like what we're doing right here is it a irrelevant is it a nothing story no it definitely has some weight it's meaningful but it's not Kawhi to the clippers level so just be prepared for that but it is i think it's a story worth talking about i wouldn't have put it on if i didn't want to talk about it period but we did have to kind of reach a little bit this week i'm ranting for no reason i already had i already had my one rant in the first in the first side of the show i i try to give myself one every week i i give myself one rant and that's about as much as anyone else can take right listening to the show so uh here we go nfl news can't believe it in july melvin gordon los, An- los angeles chargers uh running back holds out indefinitely and will force a trade or demand a trade rather uh if he has not rewarded a contract on todd Gurley, david johnson Le'Veon bell level or tier i guess uh, he's fed up. There's, it's been a topic of conversation for a few years now. The NBA, not even a few years now, a lot of many decades now, a few decades now, um, the pay gap in between the NFL and the NBA. I, Andrew Wiggins, if I'm not mistaken, makes three times as much money as DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the National Football League. And he does. He makes a third of what Andrew Wiggins makes in the NBA. Now, Andrew Wiggins trying to come up with an analogy here to describe Andrew Wiggins as a player. If we were to kind of compare apples to apples, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in football. If we were to say um, Andrew Wiggins is a receiver in football, if we were to compare him to that, he would likely be Danny Amendola. But not New England Danny Amendola, not Dallas Danny Amendola, but Miami Danny Amendola. So that tells you Miami Danny Amendola right now is making three times as much money as DeAndre Hopkins, to put it in perspective. It's obviously a much more dangerous sport than basketball because of the collisions, the lasting effects that the game of football has on players, you know, post-career. And these players aren't getting paid nearly as much as NBA players are making there is a problem there, but I want to talk, and we're not going to get into the, the pay gap. That's, that's a different conversation entirely. We're going to talk about Melvin Gordon and running back specifically. Melvin Gordon is a premier running back in the NFL. He's no joke, all right? One of my favorite players, very good running back, top five, and that's about as, that's about as far as I'll go. I'm not going to put him over, um, per se, Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott, Maybe even Saquon Barkley, but he's definitely top five. 
at his position. That means a lot, especially there's so many positions at the NFL. If you're top five at your position, that means something. Um, and he's not paid relatively close to that position. Being top five at your position uh, is Melvin Gordon. And he's demanding a trade, and he's forcing the Chargers' hand here. Does Melvin Gordon deserve to be paid as potentially the highest paid uh, running back, potentially the highest paid player in the NFL? Highest paid running back? Sure. Um, that's Is he the best running back? No, but sometimes you have to overpay for positions just to keep your guy, right? Matthew Stafford does not deserve nearly as much money as he's making, but to keep Matthew Stafford, the Lions had to come out of pocket and pay him as much as he wanted. The same for Matt Ryan and the Falcons. That kind of destroyed their whole dynasty, actually, but they had to pay Matt Ryan to keep him. The same goes for Melvin Gordon and the Chargers. They're going to have to come out of pocket and pay whatever he wants just to keep him. But what Melvin Gordon is doing and what Le'Veon Bell is doing is not helping the players because a lot of people look at it from one perspective. Oh, they're forcing the teams to pay them. They're moving towards the NBA. The, the players are getting paid more. I look at it as... I look at it from the opposite perspective. What Melvin Gordon is doing, what Le'Veon Bell is doing, what Ezekiel Elliott is going to do is destroy the running back position as we know it. Remember for a while, for a few years, it was almost like 10 years where a running back was not drafted in the first round in the NFL draft. And I think Melvin Gordon was the first one to kind of to break that streak. Or it might have been Monty Ball. They both went to Wisconsin. They both have dreadlocks. Give me a break here. It's been a while. It's been five months since we talk about any football. I think it was Melvin Gordon though. And then all of a sudden, we started seeing many running backs going off, going off the board in the first round. Ezekiel Elliott, right? I mean, plenty of, plenty of backs. Saquon Barkley. Every year, there is at least one running back now taken in the first round. And then there's guys like Alvin Kamara. There's guys like James Conner. There's guys like Austin Eckler, who is Melvin Gordon's backup. You draft late in the draft. Third, fourth, fifth round. Have a ton of value. They don't cost a lot of money. They add depth. Uh, they're an insurance policy for those number one guys in case they get hurt, and likely they will because the running back position takes a beating over the course of an NFL season. This is going to completely drive away NFL owners and executives from drafting and investing in running backs as the cornerstone of their franchises. And Ezekiel Elliott is next. He's one of the biggest topics of conversation in the NFL. Will, how much, not if he'll get paid but when he'll get paid and how much. And this is not a good sign for the Dallas Cowboys because Ezekiel Elliott's price has just gone up again. It went up when Todd Gurley signed. It went up when Le'Veon Bell signed, and it's about to go up again when Melvin Gordon eventually signs his extension. Is he worth it, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon? Absolutely. They're great players, top five at at their positions. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott may be top one at his position, absolutely worth the money, and you have to spend to keep those players. But it's going to cost teams to prevent themselves from even putting themselves in these scenarios. They're literally going to avoid drafting better players at the running back position specifically. Not just football players in general, but running backs. When's the last time you saw a team win a Super Bowl with their running back being the highest paid player on the team? How many Super Bowls does Adrian Peterson have? How many Super Bowls does Lindanian Tomlinson have? It's not the formula for winning at the highest level in the NFL. Now, if you're just about making money and having a successful business, you can almost guarantee you have a borderline Hall of Famer on your team. 
you'll be relevant. Your team will be good. You'll have an exciting player that the fans like. You'll you'll be relevant in fantasy, which is the, the NFL loves fantasy football because that's another form of revenue for football. But it's not the case for winning. Look at the New England Patriots, the poster child, the golden boy of the NFL neighborhood, right? Everyone's supposed to be like the Patriots. If, it, if only it were so easy. They had like four running backs last year. And none of them were particularly good consistently. To start off the season, it was James White. He was going off out of his mind. It was ridiculous. Then it was, no, excuse me. To start off the season, it was Sonny Michel. Unbelievable. It looked like he was going to be rookie of the year in the, in the AFC. He flamed out. Enter James White. He goes on a three, four week stretch. Unstoppable. Then he flames out. Uh, and then it's uh, James Devlin, right? Another three, four weeks to end the season. It's always a new guy. And then Rex Burkhead as well. They always bring in a new face every two or three weeks. The New Orleans Saints, when they had their two running back system with Mark Ingram and Malvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara was a third-round draft pick. No one, knew, no one knew who Alvin Kamara was out of Knoxville, Tennessee, right? At his rookie season. He bursts onto the scene, right? And last year was his first year really without Mark Ingram as a full-time starter. And this year, Mark Ingram is out of the building. So Alvin Kamara will shoulder that entire load. But it's the depth. It's the guy. It's the hidden gems. And the running back position has the most hidden gems out of any position really in football. So it's more valuable, more cost efficient for NFL executives to stray away from drafting uh, high-end running backs, right? From signing these big-time free agents like Le'Veon Bell, potentially Ezekiel Elliott. If the, I mean, the Cowboys are going to pay him absolutely, and they should. That's the problem. You kind of get yourself in a scenario because then you're in a lose-lose. You can't let these guys walk for nothing. It's not the NBA where you can trade, oh, it's the last year of his contract. We're going to trade him away to a win-now team. It's not basketball. They're two completely different sports. They don't operate the same. It doesn't work like that. Um, and you can't let him just walk away for nothing because then you just look dumb because he's going to produce. He's a great player. Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, this, you know, insert running back name here. They can produce, but it's not going to benefit your team as a whole. The best way to benefit your team as a whole is to build your offensive line, build your defensive line, right? Get your quarterback the support that he needs, but maybe not superstars at the top end of their position because it costs a lot of money. I think this is not a good thing for NFL running backs. I think this is a bad thing for NFL running backs because it's going to drive away NFL executives to save money and potentially build the re- not even just because they're penny pinchers, which they are, but that's not the case. I'm, the point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is you can't build the championship team around one player, especially in the NFL, and specifically at the running back position because there is so little insurance there. The running back position, as I said, takes a pounding week on a week-to-week basis. Not even just counting the whole season, but counting just one game. Right? Ezekiel Elliott gets close to 30 touches a game. That is ridiculous. Year in and year out, he gets like 30 touches a week. He's not... And he's been durable for the most part, and it's his career is only his third or fourth year, right? And we're talking about, well, he's been durable throughout his career. That's how short the lifespan of a running back in the NFL is. Not everyone's going to be Adrian Peterson. He's over the age of 30, and he's still producing uh, in Washington, but he's had injury problems as well. His injuries have been well documented, and part of, one of the reasons why he was you know, kicked out of Minnesota, really, because he got too expensive for someone who wasn't on the field that often. And Melvin Gordon is coming off of an injured season this year as well. Nothing major, but he did miss some games this year because he was hurt. That gave Austin Eckler 
uh, leverage for him playing on the ro- in the depth chart. He could potentially be the number one running back for the Chargers this year if Melvin Gordon continues to hold out into the NFL season a la Le'Veon Bell. So I don't personally see this as a victory. Will Melvin Gordon get paid? Absolutely. Should he get, should he get paid? Absolutely. Will Ezekiel Elliott get paid? Yes. Should he? Yes. But I do think this is going to caution owners from drafting and signing these running backs in the future. I don't think this is a win for running backs. I think this is a step backwards. Now let's finish out the show real strong on the quote of the week. You got to do it kind of quickly. You may hear some, uh, you may hear some noise uh, in the background. It seems like there's a really nasty storm brewing outside of our uh, our downtown metropolitan uh, recording booth. So uh, you may hear some noises. There's some, there's a storm brewing. So we're gonna have to get this done uh, a little bit quick with some efficiency. So here we go. We find the best quote I heard uh, during the week. We put it again in the show. It's called quote of the week. So here we go. Uh, quote: AD Rondo and LeBron basically kidnapped me. <laughs> Jamarcus Cousins on why he chose to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, um, he played, obviously, in New Orleans with Rajon Rondo, with Anthony Davis. A lot of people were calling this team the Los Angeles Pelicans and calling the actual Pelicans the New Orleans Lakers because they have a bunch of Pelicans. They have a bunch of former Lakers players, and the Lakers now have a bunch of former Pelican players um, with LeBron James. And a lot of, I mean, people were just like, why did he choose to sign with the Lakers? He could have gone to go anywhere. He could have stayed to, he could have chose to stay with the Golden State Warriors. They're going to need help this year to be even relevant. And he said this, uh, they basically kidnapped me. And uh, I kind of read between the lines here. What he's doing, and maybe it's unintentionally. I don't know if you can hear all the sand that's hitting uh, the glass. I'm in like a glass case. I'm I'm like in the 48th story of, of a skyscraper in downtown uh, city. I'm not going to tell you where I'm located. Uh, you, there's a lot of sand hitting the window, so uh, we're going to let's get it going. He chose to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I like to read between the lines. He's basically admitting just how concerned, I'm not going to say scared, because I don't think any player is, is scared of another team, but how concerned the Lakers are with what the Clippers have done. DeMarcus Cousins is a question mark, as I said at the top of the show. They signed him to a one-year minimum deal and while he does he is a good player he's had history as a great player you don't know what he's going to look like now and this season he's a question mark but the lakers had to get to marcus cousins at all costs because they needed all the ammunition they could possibly get to combat the los angeles clippers it's not just me who understands how good the clippers are it's the rest of the league internally this shows how concerned and how serious the Lakers are taking the Los Angeles Clippers just this DeMarcus Cousins signing alone. He said they kidnapped me. Now, no, they did not literally tie him up and throw him in the back of a van with free candy. <laughs> they, they, had, they forced his hand. They said, you're absolutely not going to win in Golden State. You're probably not going to win anywhere else. The only chance you have is to come and play with us. That's the only chance any of us have to win this year and maybe even next year. So this really did kind of catch my eye, this, uh, this quote. And he did this unintentionally. He's not going to, of course, not going to come out and say, well, they're nervous. They needed me to win here. But that's essentially what he said. You have to read between the lines when you look at these quotes from players. He's telling you just how concerned and just how serious this free agent pitch or meeting, I guess, went with uh, Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. And probably specifically LeBron James. Because Anthony Davis has still youth on his side. 
he can wait another year or two or three and still be in his 20s and have an opportunity to leave again and find another championship scenario with another team, maybe outside the Lakers or maybe with the Lakers. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two, three, four years. So take the Clippers seriously, okay? They're a very good basket. They're not good. They're a great basketball team. They are the favorites to win the title, and they absolutely should be. And LeBron James is taking them seriously. So should you. That's going to take us to the end of the show this week. Thank you for listening. If you're still hearing this, I really appreciate you sticking around to the very end. Uh, If you just wanted to hear the quote of the week and you skipped over everything else, uh, still thank you because if you reach the end of the show, it counts as a listen for me. So I really appreciate that. I'd appreciate if you guys could uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Anchor Podcasts, and uh, share with your friends. It's always incredibly appreciated. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, this is some baseball on this week. World Series rematch. Uh, Red Sox-Dodgers Saturday on Fox, Sunday on ESPN, Sunday Night Baseball. So there's some games on this week. We're officially in the point of just all regular season baseball, which is not a bad thing. I like baseball. I love baseball. It, you know, I don't understand why people just don't, why people think baseball is boring. It's not boring. It's just there's more games. They're not all going to be wild card games, you know, game seven of the World Series. There are boring games in basketball. There are boring games in football. Try watching some baseball, okay? Give it a chance. And get a World Series rematch on national television this weekend. So don't tell me it's boring. Enjoy the games. I will talk to you next week.